0: We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But
1: we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door.
0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to this episode
1: of The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. I'm Clint Worthington of Hollywood, And I'm Andrew Helm, writer of A Talking Cat and uh, The Hunted, an internet vampire show.
2: And I'm Patrick Hamilton, and you can find me on Twitter At We Write Good.
0: Uh, All right. We are on minute 75, and so uh, we've just lured Claire to Vicky's house with the old record someone calling you, uh, telling you to get over here, even though they don't want you to get over here uh, via their speakerphone gag.
2: He's like James Bond, this kid. Sure. Uh,
0: That That old one. Yes. That old chestnut. What Um, a trope. Yes. Oldest trick in the book. Um, And so the minute begins uh, kind of in the middle of that, like, creepy Ryan Guzman Clockwork Orange, wolf whistle, like wolf call, uh, whatever like,
1: that was.
0: Whatever thing that was supposed to be for effect. Um, anyway, I mean this 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 minute's actually this it's pretty mundane because it's the one that's the build up to the scare. Um, and so, like, she pulls up, she gets out of her SUV, she uh, enters the home the, that doesn't have any lights. She can't turn on the lights, and it's at this point that anyone in the theater, if you're if if anyone watched this in the theater. We're probably surrounded by a litany of people going, "Get out of there, woman!"
1: Um, or call the authorities. Maybe her phone does work. Um, yes, her true, phone does work. Clear, yeah. something it's is wrong. So works. Yeah, she is. Her battery is good to go. Uh, the yeah. only <laughs> thing, and and I took notice of it when she's because she ends up using her her phone as a light. As all right, very modern touch. Right. But she has a lot of apps open. Uh, at some point, we see both both the front and the back light, and and you know what? That's going to drain her battery, and yeah, that yeah. might be a problem later. I'm surprised it Didn't go in the middle of the scene, um, but
0: yeah, and that was and again that that feels like a you know, like a very 21st century sort of update to the old like it's dark, we're going to get the flashlight out. Um, but I was I was sort of puzzled by the decision to like not only have the flashlight beaming at like like X Files Mulder and Scully flashlight level. Uh, but also the screen is, yeah, again, full fully lit. But I guess that also has the effect of lighting her face as well as
1: what is in front of her. Which so is all right. I am sure the DP was like, "Hey, you know what? I have an idea." And yeah, and, let's play around and, with this. And they found a, you know, a a, a camera ready phone that could light enough to right. to illuminate the scene. But it's, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I I at least I I haven't. I don't think I've I've seen that before where where all right that's how we're going to do it we don't just have a flashlight that has wonky batteries or we don't just have the you know all right fair enough at least she didn't try and call but then the signal was lost so
0: yeah there good. there is that but then again she didn't try to call
1: Anyone, the fucking police yeah. yeah
0: well because we firmly established to this point to this point in the movie that the uh, the police are basically useless like the police effectively don't exist except to like help civilians with their own unsanctioned investigations like oh, the sure. the only role of the police is to be like oh hey come on and look at our like our warehouse our airplane hangar of destroyed cars from oh, years got, old we got cases. a whole
2: bunch of them out here if you just yeah, want to take a sure. look at them I mean, it's I mean, in I, the world's worst used car lot you know i got a bunch of these meth murders on my hands but i'll take the <laughs> afternoon off and just show you around because you know what the heck. yeah
0: I'm only a police. So I'm only supposed to keep the peace. Like this is,
1: I, I have all the time in the world to to figure this. Plus, stuff I out. assume that was uh, a few months has passed. At least a few months have passed since he, you know, uh, offed his, his dad and, and the yeah. woman he was sleeping with. So would they keep it, especially if they just thought it was a drunken accident? They wouldn't just... Don't they need... Aren't there other crash-ups that happen that they're truly investigating? I was
0: never under the impression that it was, like, not a closed case. Like, the case is closed, right? They thought that they knew what had happened, right? But it's just sitting here in
1: in the garage. Yeah, Yeah. Jimmy, who runs (laughs) that
2: garage, he only moves an old wreck out when he's got a new wreck to put in its place. There you go. He has a system... He has, <laughs> yeah. don't fuck with Jimmy's mess system. With, yeah, don't All do right. that. He
0: trouble. knows what he's doing. He get knows it. what he's doing. It's worked until now. I yeah, I guess it's a good system. You got to work with it. Uh, but anyway, so I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem with this minute particularly because it's uh, again we get the lead up to the scare. And so apart from the relative, like comparative, like generous innovation of. Uh, the use of the cell phone as both a flashlight and as a key light. on Well, the, but, on but when you have, space. when you
1: have to, to note that as something that, well, maybe I haven't seen that as much before, then you're, yeah. like, oh man, you're reaching.
0: Whew. It's true. I'm just, well, this, this is what happens when you commit yourself to like doing a minute by minute breakdown. You just have to be like, oh, that's neat. Uh, I'll talk what, about that guess, for five minutes. Yeah,
1: I don't know if it's neat, but that's re- literally... Uh, <laughs> all right, I guess. Yeah. Because hey. well, much... other
0: than that, it's literally every other you know, lonely woman walking through a dark home just waiting to be spooked uh, that we've seen since like Black Christmas.
2: Absolutely. Uh, there is yeah. one slight drawback to her using the phone to both cast a light outward and a light to shine on her face so the camera can see her. And if you've ever shined a light in your own face and tried to look around in the dark, you notice you don't see anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So
2: it's... You know, you wonder, like, why can't she find anything? Why can't she find the light? Because she's got this giant blue light blinding her the entire time she's walking around the house. She doesn't right. have the good sense to hold it away from her face. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's one of those uh, effects that's only beneficial for the audience, really. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, this whole minute is pretty kind of nondescript, honestly. There's really There's not as much to say about this one as the big old monologue and what comes next in the following minute. Uh, so there is, so there is that. Um, I don't know. Did you guys pick up on anything else that we did? This might end up being a
1: short one. Well, <laughs> well I mean, <laughs> it, well, uh, there was one thing I, I wanted to bring up in, in terms of the movie as a whole. And that, and that is, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. It, it There is nothing novel about this plot. It's the, uh, again, the person, family member next door, the new guy, the new dad, which we talked about a little bit about the stepfather in in the last uh, minute, Uh, is there, there, there is a a benchmark for, for movies like this. Um, You know, one of my favorite movies is is Shadow of a Doubt, which is, you know, Alfred Hitchcock and it's Uncle Charlie comes to visit the, his family, but it turns out Uncle Charlie is a a serial murderer and only the only the, the the kind of his young niece suspects something, uh, and it 's fantastic and and, it's, and so clearly these these kinds of movies have been around for a while and I think yeah. what this what is aching for is is uh, uh, and i 'm going to take a, a left turn here is a treatment by i, I don 't know if, if you 're familiar with uh, Richard Elfman who is uh, Danny Elfman's brother uh, and a f- yeah. filmmaker and bon vivant and uh, uh, raconteur unto himself. <laughs> but he, he made a movie called Forbidden Zone. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it was co-written by Matthew Bright, who was also one of the, in the, one of the original Mystic Knights uh, uh, of Boingo Boingo. Um, nice. Yeah. But uh, he co-wrote it, and and they worked on a number of movies together, in, including in, in through the 90s. One is... Uh, shrunken heads which was a charlie band movie uh and it's the kids the young kids find a a haitian voodoo doll and there's a curse and it's actually a lot of fun there there was a a kind of a retrospective of 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 richard's work at the egyptian theater here in la uh, which does a lot of of uh, you know um, screenings of of movies like this and then you get to hear the filmmakers speak afterwards and and it's a lot of fun and and he did they did another one together called modern vampires which is just a and i know patrick you were talking about <laughs> having to work on on sexy vampires but the the you know it's it's a different spin and it's a, uh, one of the the stars is um um craig uh, ferguson uh, before, oh wow. you know, uh Before Drew Carey and all that, and it, it's it just has a very warped sense of humor, and 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 it's it's also a, it takes a very standard thing. All right, so what is what do you have, to have? Sexy vampires in L.A. But what if you know there's a little more disaffected? They they actually got Rod Steiger to play Van Helsing, so it goes a little bananas <laughs> in that regard because it turns out Van Helsing is kind of the nutto jerk, which is it's great. It's it's kind of like wow, he's the crazy old man. Um, and we're just trying to do our thing. Um, uh, Matthew Bright would only... He'd only direct, like, a few more movies, write and direct, And but one is called Freeway, which is... Uh, right. It was Reese Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland. And if yeah, you haven't yeah. seen it, I, I urge you to see it, because it's it's basically Little Red Riding Hood, except Little Red Riding Hood, it, it takes place kind of modern day, and Little Red Riding Hood is, is a semi-illiterate... Uh, you know, juvenile Hoodrat. delinquent, hood rat, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's got all these great twists and and turns, and and Reese Witherspoon is fantastic. I mean, I think this is one of the movies that were you know because she started out as a kid actor, where she she you know again we've been talking about you know actors who really elevate uh, something, and she is just awesome in this. I mean, and and mm-hmm. there are these twists and and. But it's little Red Riding Hood, and and yet, uh, it's it's eminently watchable, and and he did a sequel that's even more bananas with uh, uh, Vincent Gallo, and uh, Natasha Lyonne, that that's Hansel and Gretel basically. But again, you know, modern hoodrat, weird drug culture, bizarro, yeah. fetish, yeah. stuff. But I I think this this kind of movie is aching for that. Something that really just turns it on its head, 180 degrees, and it would be it would be cool to see that. All right, well, the person next door is crazy, but maybe we're the crazy ones, or, or just some way to turn it inside yeah. out, so you 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 wouldn't be going, oh yeah, that's oh there's the cat, it's going to jump out any minute. Oh, there's Grandpa, he's going to jump out any minute. Uh, you know, there there's it's the dangling of- engine block, that's going to drop on somebody. You know, it's like. Uh, all right. Yeah.
0: It's 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 a by-the-numbers thing. By the way, I'm so glad I let you kind of take the reins for, like, five minutes because that was amazing. Um. No,
1: sorry. I, it was, it was <laughs> no, just no, no, like, no, no. Right, I, I, I figured I, I hadn't I'm being heard honest, as many yeah. of the other minutes. And it's like, well, I, I, you know, you don't want to go too off. But it's like, all right, what, what is this, you know, what is this aching for? Because there's so many other, other movies like this. Well, like something like, uh, I don't know, uh, Audition is yeah. kind of similar where it's very nice and and it's the, you know, I, I'm sure you've both seen it. Yeah, the, the it's a sort of breakdown
0: of this, like, yeah, that sort of breakdown of this sort of, uh, I mean, the the sort of overarching theme that all these movies you're talking about allude to is that sort of breakdown of, like, that sense of suburban domestic safe space that, like, that's the reason why, quote-unquote, pleasant people left the city, is uh, so, so they could be safe, but uh, people who are already that insecure to, like, You know, that was part of the impetus of leaving the city and forming the suburb as a thing. Um, Seeing these new dangers, like, you know, they have to find something new to be afraid of. And uh, these kinds of movies prey on that. Like, uh, a while back, I did The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. And that's another thing that's like that breakdown of the domestic space where, like, these people who are part of this community that you feel you trust you cannot trust them um, well
1: but at least in, in that one and why that's also a great movie is and it's very similar right because you have got in, in in the best friend perky best friend role you have Julianne Moore in one of her early uh, roles where yeah. you know she she's a lot has a lot more uh, I don't know a spunk she yeah. outspunks, spunks um, uh, you know our, our wicked uh, oh for <laughs> sure friend. yeah um, yeah but but she's also given more to do and and there's a motivation for for Rebecca Dormorne that that just is totally missing in in this movie so. the
2: other The other thing that it does and some of the other films that have been talked about over the course of the podcast is that those the movies that do it well and it's a formula, but when they do it well, they swing for the fences i don't want to I don't want to watch you saunter up to the plate. And just kind of half-ass it. Like, oh, I'm going to like kind of knock it over to the third baseman. See if right. I can't outrun somebody. I'm going to trick my way onto base. The best movies swing for the fences. And when you have a movie that kind of plays it, you know, it. it looks that it might be scary. And it feels like it could be scary. And there's lots of shafts of blue light. But yeah. there's no... Actual build-up or release of tension, and e- and the devil's in the details. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> wicked and is I, tied to that chair with yeah. <laughs> the bare minimum amount of tape, and the amount of tape across her face is just enough to get across. Like, right? And if she and if she's like if she little, like
0: looked, yeah, she if she like tried strained in any way, she could get free. Like, it yeah. Yes. Again, it feels lazy, but I mean, at the same time, you know this is also maybe a, a, an issue of not thinking very much of the audience as well like i think this is this is a case of them feeling like they could do the bare minimum and the people who will see this movie ie J-Lo fans um will see what is basically like a, a glorified tony braxton video and uh and, hoot and holler you know yeah you know?
1: it's very shiny I, I i mean this movie was also produced by bloomhouse um um jason bloom who is kind of the go to guy now for for you know, uh, upper uh, budgeted horror movies, right? Yeah. He does Insidious and Sinister and The Conjuring and and uh, a lot of others. I mean, he's 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 kind of become the new, I don't know, Roger Corman of uh, kind of two to five million dollar yeah. uh, horror movies. But, it, uh, but some it, of them, he's some also of,
0: dealing with Gem though right now. Well, too.
1: that's it, and yeah. uh, well, but also. In dealing with, you know, there are a few movies that they that he's produced, like Oculus, um, mm-hmm. and a few that are actually really good. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, and I love that, The Conjuring. Yeah, that there's, yeah, yeah they, that they they actually have scares and they actually have they're a little different from each other. I mean, he, he also worked on like the Paranormal Activity movies and and yeah, and you know, he's obviously trying to make money as well, but 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 there's more than a few in in his uh you know stable that are actually. Tweak the tweak the norms a bit and go different places, and are actually like, ooh, this is really scary and creepy and 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 worth my time to to be invested in. So right. it's you know, it, all right. He's working with J Lo, and again, I think we talked about this a little before, where you know she had a lot to do with how this movie came out, oh the yeah, casting absolutely. and all that kind of stuff for her to sign on. So is, is it going to be end end up being more formulaic and and? and stale <laughs> yeah and we like and to call that
0: crowd pleasing in the biz yeah you know? is uh, well that's probably <laughs> well, yeah it's probably
1: going to be a given going in so yeah it's true there you go you get what you um, get
0: yeah, but uh, and going back to what because you, you mentioned Shadow of the shadow of a doubt, um if you want a more slightly more modern remake, it's kind of a remake, the uh Chan Wook Park's Stoker from a couple years ago. It True, basically okay. borrows the same plot because like Matthew Good plays an Uncle Charlie who uh you know murders somebody and and like the niece sort of and investigates that and it turns goes into all kinds of different directions, but I highly recommend that one too. Um but yeah, I mean I think now that we've sort of like filled the space of like a relatively mundane minute with a really fascinating conversation. We should probably wrap it up uh, and go on to the next minute. So um, yeah, that that about does it for this uh, for this minute of the
1: cast next door. I have been Clint Worthington of Alka Hollywood. Uh, this is Andrew Helm, writer of A Talking Cat and The Hunted Internet Vampire Podcast or uh, TV Show, I should say, not podcast.
2: <laughs> and I'm Patrick Hamilton uh, from We Write Good. Find me at on Twitter at at we write good. Thanks for listening to A
0: Talking Cast presents the cast next door. I was your host, Clint Worthington, with my guests Andrew Helm and Patrick Hamilton. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at first Iliad, or download new episodes from the Or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis, edited by Darren Husted, produced by Darren Husted, executive producer Clint Worthington. The boy next door is owned by Bloomhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Eureken, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved.
1: This is a first
2: edition?